What's going on, everybody? You know what time it is. This is episode five of Evo's Thoughts. Today, I want to talk about something that a friend of mine were talking about yesterday. And he asked me, he's like, yo, Evo, question for you. He's like, how come you don't really mess with plugins as much and choose the analog workflow? All right. So here is my thoughts on why I choose that workflow. A couple of years ago, probably going back to like 2012, I started getting back into NPCs and analog mixers, synthesizers, and I found myself at first being stuck because I was so used to working with MIDI. And at the time, I believe I was using Native Instruments Machine. You know, when you're working with MIDI, it's easy to kind of get lost in the plugin world of all the sounds and all the things you can do and quantizing and moving notes around, which is great. But for me, I just felt like, you know, me being a musician, I kind of lost the love of being a musician and kind of, I was getting sucked into the whole technology. Now, I believe that working with audio has made my ear really strong because when you're working with audio, you have to commit The minute you're playing the keys and you're recording, you're already committing to that sound. And once you do that, you can't go back. Now, on the other hand, with MIDI, I felt like it was making me lazy because I would record some keys and I was like, I don't know if the sound is really what I'm going for. You know what? And I would just kind of just scroll through all different presets of the plugin, hoping to find the right one or, you know, turning sounds. If it's a piano sound, turn into a pad sound and... I was just getting lost to the point where I'm like, I'm still over here clicking with these plugins. I'm still messing with all this technology and I'm, it's not even like where I want it to be. I know a lot of guys that work with MIDI every day. You know, I have a lot of friends, multi-Grammy and multi-platinum guys that work with MIDI every day and that's cool. And I don't, I don't knock that, their workflow. But for me, I just felt like it was becoming too I just it just felt like too boring for me. And once I got into the analog world, it really opened up my eyes and my ears to a whole new level. Because now when I'm recording a certain synth part or certain keys or whatever I'm recording, I really have to listen and say, before I record this, does this beat or does this record really call for the sound? Is it really needed? Is it really adding anything to the production? And I find myself a lot of times really holding back saying, you know what, let me try something else before I record it because I know that I'm not 100% committed. Now, if it was MIDI, I would have said, you know what, just I'll just record it and then I can change the sound later. It just doesn't get your ear to be strong. So doing it this way really makes me listen to what does this song call for? Is this the right synthesizer? If it is, let me cut some of the frequencies. Let me adjust things. Because then once you do that, you'll find yourself having a way better sound selection. Your sound design skills would be at a higher level. But then also, you'll find yourself using less tracks and not layering as much Because you're spending so much time perfecting that sound that when you play it back, it's like, damn, like, that's exactly what I was looking for. And not saying you can't get that with MIDI, but for me, like, I just wasn't getting the the results that I wanted to when I was working with MIDI. It was just, I think, just putting my 10,000 plus hours as a guitar player, piano player, 
you know, drummer, bass player, being a musician and really playing real instruments and then almost getting sucked into the whole like guitar VSTs and all these different piano sounds and all these great things. They're great tools. You know, I'm not going to lie. They're amazing tools. They sound so realistic, but I just wanted to kind of fall back in love with the the feeling of really picking up a guitar and really plugging in cables into a piano and that's kind of how I got back into the analog world. All my drums are done on the MPC, whether it's the 1000, 2500, the 2000 XL, um, or the ASR-10. That's all just straight analog right off the bat. And then I was working with the Prophet, the DX7. I had an Artoria Matrix Brute. This Casio 1000P was pretty dope. And then I, I had this Mellotron. When I had all the audio stuff, it was great. But the downside of that was that I couldn't bring this whole rig when I would go to studios. So what would happen was I would go to these studios and I'm like, man, I wish I had my DX7. Man, I wish I had my Moog. You know, I wish I had um, my Profit. And it got to the point after all the years that I've spent with the synthesizers, I knew them so well that it just like, it became a part of me. I knew I knew exactly where to reach for, what sounds and everything. So then what I had to do was make a decision probably about two years ago to sell my synths and basically just work off the Arturia plugin, which is basically a lot of the synths that I had, but just in the virtual world. Now, most of you guys are probably saying, well, you're talking about analog and how you're against you know, using plugins, but now you're talking about you're using Arturia plugin. So what's up with that? All right. So using the plugin, I'm still not even recording the MIDI. I'm using the the Arturia plugin as a sound module, which then I print directly into either Pro Tools or my MPC. So I'm still using the the same process as if I'm recording analog. But without the plugin and MIDI mindset, knowing that, oh, you know what? I can change the sound later. Whatever sound I use, I'm recording right there on the spot. And then once I switch plugins, that's it. I can't go back and say, oh, what plugin did I use? What sound? Like, I, I don't remember because I'm just creating on the spot. I catch a feeling. That's the vibe I want. I print it and that's it. I don't quantize it. I just make sure that I can still bob my head to it. If you can, you know, bob your head to it, it's on beat. That's how I look at it. When you go see a, a show, you could still clap your hands, tap your feet, bob your head, all those things that keep time and your your feet, your head, whatever, don't skip a beat because, yeah, the band's still a little off beat because they're not perfect. The song is still on beat. So I look at it like there's no point of quantizing unless you're really doing like DJ remixes um pop music stuff like that that's going to be played in clubs but for a lot of the hip-hop stuff like if you can bob your head and the snare and the hats are just a hair off the keys are just a hair off but it don't throw the artist off then you're on beat so it don't matter so going back to the workflow of arturia i think they sound great though the sounds of certain keyboards sound a little too clean but that's also because it's virtual compared to a real synthesizer, which over time it ages. 
the oscillators and everything get a little old, starts to lose a little tune, they get a little wobbly. That also adds character. I know my DX7 kind of sounded like that a little bit. Had a little like wobble to it. But yeah, so I choose the analog world because it just really helps me tune into the songs. Now, most of you guys that work with MIDI, I would suggest like even going out and buying like even a cheap Casio keyboard, just something that is just analog, even if it doesn't sound good, but just get in the habit of printing and committing right away. There's a lot of guys I see that still work like that. They they use plugins, but they're committing right, right away into Pro Tools. They're committing right away in Logic and FL Studio. If you are going to use plugins, the way I use it is I have an instrument track, and then I take the output of that, and I bus it to a audio track. So when I'm actually recording the audio track, it's recording the the plugin signal, but right into audio. It's not even registering the the MIDI information because I don't want to see that. I don't want to use that at all. I just want to basically use the wave files, manipulate the wave, and just keep it pushing. And that's it. Now, the other thing too is once you do get into the analog workflow and then you do decide to jump back into the plugin world, you're still going to see MIDI in a whole different way than you did originally. You're not going to find yourself tweaking the notes as much. You're not going to find yourself changing the sounds. You're going to be more focused on whatever you're, you know, whatever you're adjusting. There are some guys that, like I said, make great music and they change the sound after a couple times of the plugin. And, and like I said, I'm not knocking the, the workflow. But again, for me, it just really wasn't it. Now, I know there's way more to talk about as far as the sound, the characteristics. You know, every MPC I use sounds different. I know right now, Akai is really big into selling workflow over sound. Now, I know a couple of people have been talking about this lately. Every product they're putting out is just selling workflow, where Akai is known for selling sound because they're a staple in the hip-hop world. The 3000 sounds different at 2000 XL, which sounds different to 60, which sounds different than the 2500. Every new MPC that came out, you wanted to purchase it because you knew that the MPC you have at home was different than the one you were going to purchase. Where nowadays, the MPC Touch, the MPC Live, the X, the MPC One, the MPC One Plus, they're all great machines, but they all sound the same. They all come with the same thing. And they're not selling you a sound. They're selling you workflow, which for me, I choose sound over workflow because again, being in the analog world, I want to add things to my arsenal that are going to give my music character. So if I want to buy an old compressor, an old preamp, an old synthesizer, uh, old guitar pedals, I mean, even my guitars in 1956, all these things just add a sound to my production. And yes, you could slap RC20 and do a whole bunch of stuff to get that old sound, but it's still not the same as true analog gear. And if you guys never really messed with analog gear, I really suggest, you know, booking out some studio time somewhere that has that stuff and really just be a kid in the playground and just really listen to what it's doing because it's crazy what a difference it makes to your music. I know when I go to the studio, there's a studio in Philly here. Uh, shout out to Milk Boy. They have a huge SSL console that I love working on that board. It's, it's, it's amazing. It has 
just a great sound but the bus compressor inside the ssl a lot of people run their beats through it because of what it adds it adds so much to the production yes you can get that sound from you know a waves plugin but it's still not the same as a true analog piece of gear so that's just me rambling about my workflow choices why i choose analog over working with plugins again i don't knock plugins anyone that's using plugins that's listening to this you know keep doing your thing but i do suggest you try and use some kind of form of committing audio into your sessions whether it's a plugin that you record the wave and then quickly just commit that to audio or record it straight to audio. If you really want to have fun, you know, invest in some guitar pedals, run like a keyboard through guitar pedals. The possibilities are endless when it comes to an analog world. I mean, same thing with digital, but it's just a whole different feel actually touching the knobs and really being hands-on. It's just a beautiful thing. So yeah, definitely advise trying that out. That's enough rambling for me today. I'm out. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and I will catch you guys on the next one. All right. Peace.